and says, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered to... Or I'm sorry, I finished right there. Verse 40. Prior to this text, the Sadducees had come and questioning the Lord about the, whether there's a resurrection or not. And once he put them in their place, the Pharisees, they said, well, they couldn't do it, so we're going to try it. So they send this man to question the Lord. What is the greatest commandment? But tonight, the second part that Jesus said in this commandment, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And I want to talk about tonight your neighbor. Your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor next to you and say, I'm, he's talking about you tonight. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, he's talking about me. Because not only is they your neighbor, we're our somebody's neighbor as well. So never push the blame on to someone else. So the question is, who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Is it just the person who, who lives next door on either side of you? Is that who your neighbor is? Is it just a friend? Or is it just an acquaintance that we may have made? Or is it church family? Or are they your neighbors? I'm entitled to believe that every human being that we are in contact with is our neighbor. And as Christians, as God's people, we should treat every individual the same. We should not have respect of persons. Jesus did not have respect of persons to anyone, so why should his body do anything less? But unfortunately... <laughs> That's not always the case. We also, we pick and choose maybe who we want to lift up or put on a pedestal sometimes or, or may condemn somebody by their lifestyle, how they're living. We may look down our noses at them and, and not really share the love that God intends for us to share with them. The Bible dictionary says that our neighbor it just says it's a friend or a close associate or a person who, who lives nearby. But I believe a neighbor is anyone that we become in contact with becomes a neighbor. If you would look at the account of this same, basically the same story in Luke chapter 10 and verse 25, flip there real quickly and let's check that out. Luke 10. Trying to turn pages left-handed and I'm not left-handed. 
Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 36. And it's basically the same story, but Jesus goes on a little further. It says, Behold, a certain lawyer, he stood up, tempting him once again, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? There's this account, he asked the question, What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus just says, Well, how's it written? How's the law? What's the law say? In verse 26, How, how readest thou? And he answered said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and, and thy neighbor as thyself. And as he said unto them, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Thou shalt live if you keep those two commandments in your life, that you shall live. All the law, Jesus said, hangs on those two. If the world, <laughs> Brother Bunch, could get those two commandments down to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love their neighbor as yourself, how much better place would it be for us to live in? It's sad that this is the world that we live in today. Uh, I was listening to the news, I believe it was yesterday morning. Only, I think it was 15 days into the brand new year and 11 homicides already in Indianapolis, Indiana. How sad is that? That people have no respect for life whatsoever. They just take a life out like it isn't anything. Keeps Brother Pace in business. Which I guess he's I'm thankful, but not so thankful for that, for it to be that way. And it's sad. That's the world that we're living in. Uh, you hear of more today. We hear of more shootings, even in our area, than we've ever heard before. It's, it's happening, and it's 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 here, and it's it's scary in a sense, but yet that's where we're at. But if people would learn to love God with all their heart and get his word instilled in their lives and love their neighbors. The weapons would be thrown away. There would be no need for them, not for that purpose anyway. I believe in guns. I believe in hunting and all that stuff. I'm not against that, but I am against somebody just shooting for no reason. We have to love our neighbors. Regardless, regardless what they might do to you and how they may treat you, we got to love them, especially as Christians. We must love them. So this lawyer tempts him and says, and tells him the two commandments. Then Jesus begins to tell a story about a man who going from Jerusalem and falls among thieves. Priest walks by. You know the story. He don't even get close. He just sees him laying there in the ditch, walks on the other side of the street and ignores him. A Levite comes by, 
he might look upon looked upon him like the Bible says, and he passed by on the other side. But alone comes a Samaritan, one who the Jews considered dogs. But yet this lonely Samaritan seen the man and had compassion upon him. He didn't know him from Adam. But yet because there was something inside of him for humanity, for a fellow human being, even though he could probably see that that man could have been a Jew and maybe one who despised him. But regardless of that, this man had compassion for this individual. And he goes to him and he binds up his wounds and he pours oil and wine upon him and, and he puts him upon his own beast and, and takes him into town and there to an inn says, Here, here's somebody, take care of him. And, and if you spend any more than this, I'll pay you when I get back. Whatever it takes. Make sure he gets better, that he's well. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to tend to that man. He could just been just as cold as that priest and as that Levite was. But there was something inside of him that said, this is a fellow human being. He's been wounded. He's laying there in a ditch. He's bleeding. His clothes has been rent from him, and he tends to him because he had compassion in his life. How much compassion does the church have for the lost souls? How much love do we have for the world truly in our hearts? Now, I'm preaching to myself tonight. If you get something out of it, that's okay. But I'm preaching to myself. How much compassion, how much love do we show our neighbors in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 3 we find here that the Lord says unto Abram give thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and, and unto a land that I will show thee and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and, and make thy name great and, and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Through Abram, we have all the families of the world. And if we curse them then we're cursed and if we bless them then we are blessed this covenant that God made with Abram it establishes moral obligations among the Israelites and not only the Israelites but unto you and I as well tonight that we are commanded to show concerns for our neighbors there's two commandments in the Bible, and you can look at them in Exodus chapter 20, 16, and 17, and Deuteronomy 5, 20, and 21, that it prohibits the defaming and slandering of a neighbor and condemning the envying of a neighbor's wife, servant, livestock, or any other possession that your neighbor may have. If God was so adamant 
and so concerned about our neighbors than I think we should be as well. I think we should be as well. I don't there's I know almost everybody lives around me. Almost. Got a a gentleman right across the street. I know most of his family, but I've never really met him and got to talk to him. He works nights and very seldom do you ever see him. But most of my other neighbors, I know who they are. I've been raised around them most of my life. And it should be that we should check on our neighbors from time to time and see how they're doing. God was very adamant in his commandments about treating how we treat neighbors. We want to defame. We're not to defame them. not to call them names. We're not to slander them. We're not to put them down. Why, why do people talk bad about one another? What's the point? What do they gain out of it? By defaming someone or slandering somebody, does it try? Is it try to to make personal gain out of it to make them look small and you bigger? But in reality, I think it's because they're trying to hide something by talking about somebody else. When all along they probably have stuff in their lives that they're trying to cover up and they're trying to put blame on someone else and and slander them or defame them. Or covet something that your neighbor has. Maybe they got a brand new shiny truck or a car or whatever it is. And I say, Lord bless you. (laughs) I say, the Lord bless you. Enjoy those payments. (laughs) I'll hang on to my junk for as long as I can. And I like to look at new trucks. Maybe someday the Lord tarries, I may have one. But now, I'm all right with what I got. The Lord's blessed me, gets me to and from work, and that's really all that matters. Amen. So I'm thankful for that. So if you get a new car, a new truck, I say the Lord bless you. God is, God is good. Amen. I'll rejoice with you. So will you rejoice with me as I'm going down the road in an old chunk, old junker and clunker and Rejoice with me that I have a ride. Amen. It gets me to where I want to go. So we shouldn't covet. Shouldn't covet your neighbor's wife or servants or anything that he has. A person was not to cheat or to rob his neighbor. Leviticus 19 and 13. It's never good to cheat your neighbor. Or to steal from your neighbor. Because they might come back. (laughs) And steal and cheat from you. Rob you. And it might be even a lot worse. So always want to treat your neighbors good. The maiming or disfigurement of a neighbor. Was punishable by eye for an eye. And tooth for tooth. Leviticus 24, 19 and 20. So don't go out and 
Brother Decker and pick a fight with your neighbor and, and cause him to lose an eye or a broken arm. Don't do that. Love your neighbors. Pray for your neighbors. Amen. We're, we want to reach our neighbors. We want to see our neighbors saved. Amen. We like to see them saved here at Turning Point. Amen. But if not at Turning Point, at another apostolic church, amen, it's preaching the truth. Doesn't have to be here. We'd like them to come here. But if they choose to go somewhere else, that's okay. Just as long as they're saved. That's the, that's the most important thing. Despising one's neighbor, according to Proverbs 14, 21, is a sin. Think about that. Despising, hating your neighbor. According to Proverbs, it's a sin unto God. And if you would read in the rest of that scripture, it says that he hates it, that God hates it. When you go against your neighbor. In Zechariah 8, 17 a person was not even permitted to think evil of his neighbor. Not even think it. Didn't even have to say it. God said if you even think it in your mind, it's wrong. And that's some pretty tough stuff. <laughs> in the Old Testament, if you committed adultery, they stoned you. But Jesus said, if you look. In the New Testament, if you even looked upon a woman in lust, it's just as bad. So here, you don't even have to say anything to your neighbor. You just think it. And you've done messed up in the eyes of God. That's how important your neighbors are to God. Matthew 7, 12 says, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would do, that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. However you want to be treated, is how you should treat everyone else. With no other, no other if and buts at all. Nobody, nobody wants to be mistreated. If you do, there's something not right. Everybody wants to be loved and treated fair in their lives. Now, we don't have to love maybe what your neighbors does or how they live. We don't have to love that, but we've got to love their soul. And we have to pray for, their, for them and their soul that God would get a hold of them. So how do you want to be treated? Do you want to be spoken too harshly, mean? Always have a bad attitude to your neighbor and quarreling and fighting.
I'll not mention no names, but I've got a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a jokester. And him and his neighbors are always, they got a big fence between their properties. And they're always going back and forth. They're not, they don't get mean to each other, but they just always are pulling funny pranks. And one day he caught some fish and threw those dead fish over in that guy's yard. The next thing come around, that guy threw something over in his yard. It's an ongoing thing. They never, they're not mean to each other. They're just always pulling little pranks. But some people can take that stuff and, and go too far. <laughs> the next thing you know, the law's showing up. They're cuffing you and taking you off the jail if you're not careful. So we got to be good to our neighbors. My dad's been gone almost right at 11 years now. And he'd always teasingly, would always say, according to this golden rule, it's called the golden rule, do unto others you'd have them do to you. <laughs> he always says, do it to them before they can do it to you. That was his joking motto. Unfortunately, Brother Bunch, that's the world thinks like that. <laughs> they think like that. If they can, if they can get ahead one inch by stepping on somebody <laughs> to climb another rung on a ladder in society or whatever it might be, they do it because they don't have anything <laughs> inside of them that tells them not to. They don't care how they treat people. And most of the time, well, they'd never let you know. <laughs> they would say, well, I don't care how you're going to treat me. But deep down inside, I can tell you that they do care. <laughs> they do care how they get treated. Nobody wants to be mishandled or mistreated, regardless of where you're at <laughs> in the eyes of God. Even the cruelest and roughest of sinners wants to be treated fair and right. Now, whether they do it to you is something different. But the golden rule is always do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Your neighbors, treat them right. Bless them. Pray for them. Lift them up before the Lord and allow God to move in their hearts, and in their lives. Always be fair. If you borrow something, return it. Don't keep it. That's what I like living next door to Dad. His garage and shed is right next to my house, and I have the key. If I need something, I just go unlock the door and get it. He's not with us no more to tell me I can't. Then he wouldn't care if I did, if he was still around. As long as I brought it back. And if I broke it, fix it. And that's how it should be. If you borrow a hand tool, a garden tool, and you snap the handle out of it, fix it. Buy him a new handle, buy him a new hole, buy him a new shovel, or whatever it is, or a rake. 
replace it. Don't take it back to all. Sorry about this. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I was beating moles in the yard and the handle broke out of your shovel. I don't know how I did it. But here it is. Sorry about that. No. You wouldn't want somebody to borrow something from you and tear it up and bring it back. And most of the time, you wouldn't bring it back in person. You would take it to them while he wasn't at home or while he was asleep and lay it on their porch and run. We wouldn't want to be treated that way. Treat your neighbors the way the Word of God tells us to treat our neighbors. Love them. Pray for them. Encourage them. You don't know what they're going through. And they don't know what you're going through in life. And if you're planning on living in that neighborhood for very long, wherever you're living at, it's good to be nice to people. Because in the fall of the year, and especially around that October 31st date, people seem to will get back at their neighbors on that day and blame it on kids. Because normally kids are up to mischief on October 31st, lots of times. I was when I was a kid. Not anymore. When I was a youth, I did some stuff I wasn't real proud of. And it's a wonder I didn't get the hide beat off of me. Romans 13 and 10, Paul says that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Hmm. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Wow. That simple four-letter word, Brother Bunch, changes everything when we have love for humanity, for our neighbors. We'll not cause any hurt to come to them by our hands James 2 and 8 says if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself ye do well a royal law If you love your neighbor as yourself, ye do well. This royal law, it stands out from all the rest, one that is of the utmost importance to observe. And for you and I to be right in the eyes 
of our Savior. We've got to love our neighbors as ourselves. In closing this evening, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, Jesus says, If ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Talking about neighbors. So, Brother Vadis, if your neighbor does something really mean and bad to you, <laughs> and you just fly off the handle and, and you lose your Holy Ghost, it can happen, folks. Something could click. if your neighbor would trespass against you in such a way <laughs> that it hurts you, that it offends you, we still got to forgive them. Why? Because we want to be right in the eyes of God. <laughs> and if they don't forgive, if we ask them to forgive us and they don't forgive, well, that's, that's between them and God. But as long as we do what's right for our part, and we're right in the eyes of God. See, that is for the benefit is for us. And it's good if it works out both ways. Our neighbors. Some of y'all may live around some mean people. I don't know. And if you do, pray for them. Be as kind as you possibly can to them. And show them the love of Christ in your lives. I want to be as nice to my neighbors as they would be to me. I have good neighbors. Where I live at, I have good neighbors. Nobody causes any trouble. Cop cars are very seldom ever around. Every once in a while, something might pop up. But very, very, not very often. It's a good area. And I want to love my neighbors. I want to reach my neighbors. I know Brother Deckard working in that, and <laughs> where he's living at, in that, in that area. He's working with his neighbors, and Every one of us should be working with our neighbors as well. Why? Because we want to see the body of Christ to grow and expand. To see more souls saved. And that's all it's, that's what it's about, folks. You catch more flies with sugar than you will with vinegar. And if you're mean and nasty to people, you'll never win them. But if you show kindness and love and compassion, 
then you're, you're con there's going to be a door that's going to open that you'll be able to walk into. And once that door's open, then you can begin to share the love of Christ with them. Live it. Live this life before your neighbors. And they're watching you. I promise they're watching you. They're watching your actions. They're watching how you treat your family. They're watching you and zooming in out of your driveway, going to church three or four times a, a week. And they're probably curious you know, where you're going. And you leave your house and you're, you're dressed up in your Sunday's best most of the time. And you're going to the house of the Lord and that intrigues them. But if we're grumpy and grouchy and irritable, will never be a, wit a good witness for the Lord. Love your neighbors as yourself. So I guess the big question is, do you love yourself? It starts there, doesn't it, Brother Bunch? It starts there. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to love your neighbors. That's the bottom line. So love yourself. Why? We're created in the very image of God. Amen. We are his people. We're his bride. Act like it. Pastor says smile. Smile. Smile at your neighbors. They'll think you're up to no good. But let them think. Smile at them anyway. And tell them how much you appreciate them. Get to know your neighbors. If you don't know your neighbors, get to know your neighbors. As soon as I catch my neighbor out, I'm going to holler at him. I've known his mom and dad. They lived up the road from us all of our lives, or most of my life. His brother lived there for a while, but now the other brother's living next door. So I'm going to go meet him and talk to him. Invite him to church. So how about y'all do the same? Pastor hadn't come up with a slogan. This is my personal slogan for this new year. What will I do in 22? What will I do in 22? Will I just sit and do nothing for the Lord or will I get busy and do something for the Lord? Now, that's not the slogan for the church. That's the pastor's job. That's my slogan. What will I do in 22? I think it's time that the church rises up and we get busy. Dust, dust ourselves off. Shake the COVID off. And let's go win this world. Let's all stand. Go ahead. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. He's worthy of it. Let's win the world for Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So leave us tonight. And I want you to go home and I want you to, if, if, you've, if you've been mean to your neighbors, no raise your hands. But if you've been mean to your neighbors, if you've been grouchy and irritable and hard to get along with and you're always blowing your leaves over in their yard in the fall of the year. Some of you are laughing. 
I'm concerned. Maybe we should have an altar call here. Seriously. If you see your neighbors out, and if you, and if you, if you have mistreated them, if you have been grumpy to them, go apologize. Go apologize. And ask them to forgive you. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your neighbors. Invite them to church. Who knows? Who knows? They may be ready to find them a good church to go to. Pray that God would open that door. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord and let's pray. Pray for one another. Pray for those who are not here that's dealing with sickness. Pray for our pastor and gunman as they get home safe. Father of heaven, Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful for your word tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be a light unto you, God. Help us, I pray, Jesus, to, to treat others as you'd have us to treat them. The way that, God, that you treat people. Let us follow your example to love them, oh God, as we love ourselves. Lord, I pray, God, for your people. I pray for healing. I pray, God, that you will go forth tonight to, amen, and, and win our neighborhoods. Be a light to you. Be a witness for you, Lord God. Help us, oh God, to treat everyone that we're in contact with, with love and with compassion with concern for their souls as we give you the praise and the glory for it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise tonight. Amen, amen, amen. God is good.